God has been amazing. God has been great. It's been one of the things where I look in my life and I say, what would I be without Jesus? I don't know how many of you, you look into your life and you say, what would you be without Jesus? And when I look at that, and I realize that, I'll be nothing. Luto. Nothing. And I just want to say to this morning, realize that you have somebody who's amazing in your life. When you call on him and invite him to be in your life, he's amazing. I love Jesus, church. I think when I look my life, there's a fuse that's blowing away that even when I am such a messy org sometimes, but I've still been loved by Jesus. And I just want to say to you, you've been loved by Jesus as well. Tell someone next to you, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. They're not going to hit you. They're not going to smack you by telling them, we have a privilege of being in this country of South Africa because we can say such things like that. Some other places we can't do that. But because we are here in South Africa, we can say that loudly. Can you say it again? Jesus loves you. Thank you. It was actually a funny part in this morning. I was like talking to my kids. I said, this is great. We can talk about Jesus anywhere. Nobody's going to arrest us. And my kids, they look at me. Can you be arrested for saying something about Jesus? They were like, they were scared. <laughs> and I said, don't be scared. In South Africa, it's fine. So we were driving out because when you're driving out at Embo, you have a lot of speedy bumps road and everything. Like you, I afford a small car, but my small car is tending to be a 4 by 4 If you drive it to at Embo, you, you duck the potholes, you, everything but you managed to get out. And then I come across to this lady. She was like pregnant, like really pregnant. It's so hot. And I'm thinking, let me just drive because I cannot stop here because you have to take it up to the driveway. Let me just leave her. And there's this part of me, God speaking to me, you can't leave her like that. You must ask her, where are you going? And try to stop, you know, the steep hill on the, like, that road. And then you say, is that God is telling me to stop on this road? Or it's, like, really, really terrible. But I managed to put my handbrake, and then I managed to balance. And then I asked her, where are you going? She said, I'm going to church. And then I said, it's fine. Can you please jump? at the back of the car. And it was a mission for her to get at the back of the car. And it was a mission for me to get out of the car because the car might roll back. And I'm thinking, I need Jesus on this story. <laughs> and I said, okay, lady, I'll ask my two boys, Musa and Adela, to come and help you to just jump at the back of the car. 
And Mukle, they are little. <laughs> you know, the lady's got this big tummy more than mine. <laughs> and, but I did not know where these young boys got the power. They grabbed this lady and they pulled her up, both of them. They were pushing and helping and helping. And until she settled down and she looked at them with a beautiful smile and she said, I would like to have babies like you boys. And she looked at me and said, thank you. But one of, I want to say thank you, Jesus, for listening to him so you can get me in this car because it's too hot. And then she was going to the church. So we managed to took off again, spinning. And then we, off we go. And then I dropped her at the church. But I prayed for her. I said, I want to bless the child. And then this is a child of God that you're carrying. That is a woman of God that is... It's good to speak life to something that is not seen. Today I just want to be all over. Alan took my illustrations around. This is the puzzles around. I asked it from the Sunday school. You know, this is looking very messy. It's very difficult if you don't have the picture as well. It's not easy. Today I just want to go and speak hoping this part of these puzzles, I'm not going to make them while I'm preaching. <laughs> if something God speaks to you, count that one of these pieces they have been joined together. And for, I remember we used to have a competition at school where we were trying to build this fast as we can. And I remember I used to be the last one to do this. Because I was sitting on the details of each and every of the picture and trying to look and put things together. And I would say I was not very intelligent that much like other oaks, because other oaks, they will set up their puzzles nicely. They will not going to leave them. I used to leave them not on the picture where it used to be like this side. And then I will turn them, turn them one. That was not a good thing. But I've learned to turn them to be in the picture position. So we're going to be just throwing the puzzles. I want to read the scripture for you. And I just want, this scripture, just, I wanted to read it. And then I hope it will be putting the puzzle together to your life. Or if you're looking at this 2020, you're hoping this, you're going to walk with the scripture. And it's been my favorite scripture. I remember when I used to be taught, when we used to do the Bible's study, or when I, I was actually an intern here at Sarepta, and my teacher, Eileen, used to say, if you like the favorite scripture, you must circle it around and highlight it. I don't know how many times I've highlighted it until I did not see it. Because <laughs> it speaks so much in my life. It speaks so much in other people's life. Eileen just read it, but he did not. I was hoping... Please don't read my scriptures because you'll be stealing it. It's Hebrews 11. 
verse 3. Hebrews 11, verse 3. I'm going to read it in King James this time. Yes! I'm not joking. It's a new beginning. It says this. Through faith. How many of you have faith here? You have to have faith. Thank you. We understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things that which do appear. Through faith. Sometimes it's amazing that we want to see things and then we started to believe. By nature, we want to see things and then we started to believe. It was very sad for me. I went yesterday and then this is the encouragement scripture that I went back because I never felt this way. I never feeling driving to Wanyo, so I was crying and then I got to the funeral. There is a driver which is helping us for Monday motivation to take the kids back to Wanyo, so he, he passed away. He shot himself. And he shot his girlfriend. And he's an amazing guy. I couldn't understand that. I couldn't get it. And I was praying to God. I said, how did this happen? I checked to this guy. He's great oak. He never actually, you never see him any violence amongst him. But I don't know what's happening. And I was just crying. And I was reading the scripture. Sometimes there's a things that we don't see it. How did it end up here? How did it happen to go through? But I love the preacher that was preaching yesterday. He said, remember we are living in the fallen world yesterday. We are living in the fallen world. Nothing looks separate. like it's tactic. But the only thing that is going to be the turning point is going to be Jesus Christ. And through faith, things that are not seen. I don't know how many of the ancestral people that are following, they said we're worshipping the ancestral worship. They, they wanted things that to be seen. The reason they're killing the goats because they want things to be seen. They don't kill the goats and the cows because they just don't know. They want to see. But for us, we don't see. We knew that someone died for us in the cross. There was a blood that was shed. Then they want the blood so they can see it. The invisibility, the stuff. I don't know how many people. It's been amazing. I've been listening to a guy called Ken. He says something which is amazing. Everyone in this world, they're asking the question, why? Why I am living? Why? I, why? What, what is going on with my careers? I don't know how many times I've asked myself, why did God do you choose me to becoming a pastor? Why? Why God did you got me that kind of a carer that I'm working with? And I'm telling you, there's a reason, there's a purpose for you to be there. There's not a mistake. This is nothing 
that we can sit around and questioning ourselves and we're thinking we're going to have a proper answer. Why, Lord, I'm not well. I'm so sick. I'm always sick. Why? Why it's happening in me? And when you go out there, you find that there are so many people that are struggling the same thing as you are. But that time, you are the one that you have to stand and realize Jesus is amazing. Through the scripture, it's, I know it's just, when you're looking at the faith, it was hard. I remember hoping everyone, when we finish this scripture, you go and baptize yourself in the swimming pool and come again because they say when you baptize yourself, the angels, they're coming and clapping. They say, this is the beloved one. For me, I remember going through my faith. That's where I chose to walk with Jesus. It was one of the camps where we used to be baptized at Glen Heaven in Underberg, in the river. Winter. It was cold. Because I'm an African guy, I was scared of the crocodiles. And I was scared of snakes. And I remember speaking to my youth pastor that time. I said, I'd like to give myself to Jesus. I want to be baptized. But I have one problem. I'm scared of the crocodiles. And they said, you have committed your faith to Jesus. Why are you scared of now? Have you seen the crocodile there? He was harsh in me, that dog. He said, you never see any snake there. you ever seen any snake? No. Come. We'll baptize you. And I think I was 13 years old. I was baptized there. And I'll never forget that day. That's where my faith just started to happen. I walk with Christ. I remember going back at home. Even someone is making me so angry. I said, I'm not going to be angry because I love Jesus. It challenges you with your faith. This year, it's not going to be the easiest way. I'm tired of the pastors when they said, when you come to Jesus Christ, everything is going to be okay. But they must tell you, when you come to Jesus Christ, it's much better than not knowing him. If you don't know him, it's going to be worse. But if you know him, you know where to tend to. I said, I'm just going to be throwing out the puzzles around. But my main aim today, I want you to allow God to be the center of everything that you do. Don't put him aside. Don't make him someone that you need him because you are in a disparate mood. Need him all the day of your life. Don't make it your... I don't know what it looks like. I wake up in the morning, I was telling my wife, I feel... Uh, by the way, I'm not dressed by Zolan, I'm dressed by my wife. <laughs> I said to her, I don't know what would this relationship look like if I wake up every time and I said, I want this, I want this from you. It will be very ugly. I think it's one in one. She gives me something, I give him something as well. Let's not go to Jesus Christ because we are disparate. Let's go because we are seeking him all the time.
it's, it's been a, one of the journey where I was sitting around and looking at the picture of God. Who is God in me? The struggles that are going through, I've been asking myself, I want to know this person. I want to know Jesus in me. I want to, you as well, in this place, to look at God. Don't look at God in just with this. Look at Him much more further. It's been amazing. A lot of people that just sharing the story when we're looking at this is not what I've been pictured for when you're going through things. Because sometimes we are pictured something, we want these things to be in our own way. But when things are not coming in your own way, you started to struggle and wrestling to fight with God. You're not going to fight with God, I'm telling you. He's going to win all the time because he's the king of kings. My kids, they've been begging me all the time. They said they want to go to the beachfront. I don't know what you call this in the English, but it's like, it's, it's, you, it's, there's a lot of machines that you can go and play. But there's a scary one, the one that spins around, and there's one like a boat. I don't know what you call them. What do you call them? Yes, something like that. Thank you, Jesus, for those words. My kids, they say, Daddy, you want to go there? They've been begging me the whole year. And they be this a special, my little one. And then I said, you know, eventually I think I've saved enough money to go there. The reason I did not want to go because I'm scared for myself as well. <laughs> and my wife, she's terrified. And I give her a money, the woman of God, I said, the woman of God, there is some shopping, go and shop. I bless you that day. I'm not going to look at the SMS. I'm not going to be a grumpy. You can have a shopping on that day. I'm taking my boys down to that thing. They've been begging me all the time because they want this thing. So I definitely went down and then I'm, I'm praying, God, these boys, they know dad is a hero. <laughs> if dad is screaming... <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to actually look at daddy as a hero anymore so you must put all the the fake strong Zolani and be real we get there we pay the ticket we get inside I'm pooping myself by that time <laughs> I'm sure someone on the queue hallelujah Someone they're going to have lunch. We jump on that. And then I was brave. I thank God. He gave me strength. It swings one, two, three. I'm just closing my eyes. And I dead was screaming on the side. I'm like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, stop it. Quiet, quiet. And we get out. We've paid the ticket for the next one that is spinning. And then Andrew was like, I'm not going there. <laughs> and I'm like, we've paid for this. Have you seen a parent's face changing the... 
the holiness of not being a pastor. Listen, we're going to go there. You've asked for it for many years. Many days to get there. We're going to go there. Eventually, I grab him to climb on that thing. And then it spins around. And Mute is loving it. He is so happy. He's got nothing wrong about it. At the end, Mute said something that touched me. And then he said, And this is not what you have pictured for. We've told you this thing is not so nice. And Mute looks at him and he laughs at him. And that time he's crying. Sometimes we picture for something and we think it's going to be good. But it's not good. We always wanted to aim as the year started to happen. I wanted, this is what I'm picturing. This is what I want. And then it ended up not be something like that. What do you do when you picture for something? And it's not what you want it to be. You have to realize, not all the time, what you are desired to have, it will come. But you must be waiting on the Lord because the Lord, He knows exactly what you want. What you need. It's sometimes we go. We pray so many prayers. We picture in something. We want this. We want this to happen. That's good to picture something. But sometimes I prefer wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and trust Him. That is the one that will give you what you desire for. God is already working out what you are worried about. A lot of people, I think, we forget. Sometimes we think we are worried about something. We don't think God is on work on it. We think God is totally forgetting about what you are worried about. God knows. God is at work what you are actually busy trying to process it, to make it to be something that it, every single moment when you wake up. I actually always say this, Lord, I wake up with this prayer in this morning. Lord, I know you exactly in my life what I'm worried about, and as you know it too as well. It's not like it's something that I'm on my own. I've got the partner who knows what we are worried about. I've realized it so many times. By the day, if I go, there is a part of my job which is the job description that I do not like, the counseling part. I always worried when I have to go and counsel someone. To find out, I pray about that before I go to that. When I get to see that person, it goes so smooth. Because I was worried about it. It's not I was not worried about it. In me, there's this part of me thinking this thing is in my own. 
I have to fight it by myself. I told the people from last year in Monday Motivation, if you are worried of coming to the stage and leading the people to the worship, you are worried about something wrong because you are not doing it. God is the one that's doing it. If you are worried of serving him, you are worried about something that is not necessary. He is the one that is channeling the whole thing. So you are. You should actually... I don't even want to go back. Listen to me, church. This is what I want to preach to you right now. If you are worried about the money today, you have the same problem. It's not yours. It is. If you are worried about the money, you actually, I want to tell you today, I don't know, you can actually start to smash me with stones if you can, but don't be worried about money because it does not belong to you. But what you can actually be worried is to know that He's in control. He's the one who's going to be the, in need. He knows your need. I told my wife, I said, I don't want to be worried about money anymore. Because now, I'm starting to focus in the root of the money instead of not looking to him. How can he assist me so I can save him? How many of you, when you are worried, the frustration start to come? You started to be frustrated. I don't know. My wife asked me this couple of questions. How do you deal with not be frustrated? And I said, how is it going to help me to be frustrated? Start kicking the buckets and kicking everything. It's God's creation buckets. Leave them alone. <laughs> I want to tell you, 2020, don't be frustrated for some things. If you have an anger issues... I want to pray for you to let it go this time. If you are worried things, I want to pray for you this year. Let it go. Go to the word of the Lord. It says, do not be worried. Daily, look at him. Stay in his presence. I don't know how many times when we are frustrated, when we are worried, we forget that there is presence. Soak in him. There's this thing which is amazing. I don't know, this is a word which is a, a dialogue or something, an English word. It's amazing. Like sometimes we don't want to just stay on his presence because we just want to throw things into him. Just sit and wait on him. And Church, God can hear us all the time. God can speak to us. But if we're not going to be able to stay into his presence, how is he going to be able to hear from us as well? I challenge you. This is a time when I was staying on his presence. The Lord has been reminding me, Zolani, you must give thanks to the people that have been amazing in your life. They're not amazing because they are just themselves. They're amazing because they are walking with Jesus Christ as well. And the Lord speaks to me when I was in his presence. Zolani, started to look, the people who are surrounded you, listen, the evangelism does not going to start far away from the road. Yes, it's good, but the evangelism can start amongst your family as well. 
We are asking the revival from far away. Yes, there are pilgrims, there are a lot of people that bring people to Christ, but we forget that the revival can begin at our family. I've got this. This is the bangle that I got when the open doors were here. It's 1226. Where we, when it's 1226, you set up your alarm and so you can be able to pray for the countries around. But I actually took that opportunity as well to pray for the people that I want to care for them when it's 1226. And I pray at the time, even when it's lunchtime, or whenever it is around 12.26, I sit there, I said, Lord, what happens if the revival will start to beginning at the people that are close to me? Yeah. You have a chance of converting someone that is next to you than the person that you find him on the street as well. Yes, it might look difficult because the families, they don't want to hear anything to you. But you have a very opportunity to share the gospel amongst with them. Stay in his presence. Let God sit in you. Let God sit in you. I always say this, I don't want to be the Zolane when he lives out here and then you see a different Zolane. I want to be the one the same. After all means, church, after all means to becoming somebody that I'm not. We try to copy the other images. I don't know. I was actually laughing at the time when I was chatting to David Hodgkiss with Sarepta Radio Consulting. The people, they are copying the pastors the same thing because they are trying to be somebody. Let God be Zolane. If you are that person, be happy that you are that person. I remember I tried to be like T.D. Jakes, but I did not have a much belly as well. I wanted to dress like T.D. Jakes. I liked to talk like T.D. Jakes. God did not call me to be like T.D. Jakes. God called me to be Zolani. We love sometimes when we are in other direction to change things. Because when we change things, we think it can work it out. No, don't change things. God, he has a purpose and a reason. That's why he created you as you are. I want to say this. As I've got a few things to, the last scriptures to read. And I want to Pray with the people. They said, I want to allow God to be the center of everything in my life. At work, what I do, the people that I see, in my business, in my family. But I want to encourage you something. The reason I'm still standing is because of prayer. The reason that I got an opportunity sometimes where I look at myself, how did I end up at the promenade in Devon with a bunch of the ministers around and after that get to be the part of 
opening up the promenade in prayer. And you know, it's amazing. And I've realized it's because of the prayer. And because of waking up and know that Jesus is in me. And that's why I can be able and stand there. And when I look at the scripture, I want to encourage you. Put God to be the center of your life. Pray all the time. Pray on fire. Guys, sometimes we take it lightly, but it's amazing when you're praying to God and see the prayers being answered. Let's not stop praying, church. Let's not pray because we want something, but let's pray because we need Him all the time. I want to unpack the scriptures. It says, then if my people who called by my name will humble themselves. Listen. If we're not going to humble ourselves because we know everything, it's not going to work. Let's start to humble ourselves now. Let's start to take out our crowd which is we have put with ourselves. We put this crowd for ourselves because we think we have, we have a sense of belonging because we want to put this crowd for ourselves. But I want you to take that crowd now and start to humble yourself and go in your knees and, and ask him. Let's seek him. Make this your meal now. Pray. I started the 24 minutes with my kids of praying and my wife. It's 10 minutes beyond his presence. God, we come here because we just want to hear from you. It's 10 minutes of reading his word with his kids. And another minute to say, thank you, Jesus. We thank you. And we don't do that just this time. We do it every time. Because I've realized it. The last year, we used to go in our knees and asking for the life of Zoe, our little daughter, as the family. We were praying. And that um, God came to me and smashed me at the time. I said, Zolan, you were praying so hard with your family because you wanted something from me. But I wanted to pray so you can pray for others as well. The praying, it's not about you, but as well for others as well. I remember coming down and then I said, God, I'm sorry. And I remember each and every minute coming from the hospital, and then I'll call my boys, we'll sit on the red couch, and they said, we're kneeling, we're asking for the life of Zoe again. And what happened when the Lord answered the prayer, we did not do that praying chain again. We've got back to our normality. 
our roots disappeared. We are praying for our prodigal sons. Listen, if they come to Jesus Christ, and then we go and clap our hands and say, yes, and then after that we leave it because now they are with Jesus. Man, pray that they may walk with him all the time. It's a privilege of seeing one friend of mine used to come at Sarepta. He was a prodigal son. I was praying for him all the time. His name is Robert. I'm not afraid to say that. But there was a time when I said, I don't want to do this thing in my own strength because whenever you see me, you see the pastor, you say, Mpundis, all right, you, you run away from me. But I used to put him on prayer. One, I used to pray that, Lord, help him to stop drinking like he's killing himself. He's a total accountant. He used to make excuses. The numbers are too big in me, so the only thing that can help me is a whiskey. And then he used to drink himself to death. But I used to pray that the Lord will help him because he has a seed in his life. He has tasted God who he is. Guess what? Right now, it's amazing that his complete does not touch any drinks anymore. He's exercising. He lost his weight. He challenged me. He said, I've got a little bit of weight. But he's not drinking anymore. Because I'm praying for him all the time. And I never stop praying for him right now. I'm praying for him every day. He's not turning to God yet. But he always encouraged me. He said, you can carry on with your Christian thing. The Christian thing does not work for me. And I listen to him. Because I don't want to argue with him. And, but I always say to him, but look what Christ has done to your life. And I know there will be the turning point for him where he will be walking with Christ again. Never give up. I said in the book of Hebrews 11, we are struggling the things that we don't see. But by faith, it's amazing what can happen. I want to challenge you right now. It was an amazing thing to end the year like this. We read the book of Revelation. Tembi can tell we all very miserable. Every time when we read the chapter by chapter. But when we finish it, I was so excited. Now when I look at what is going on in the TV, when I look what is going on in my life, I just look back and rejoice because he is coming. I just look back and say, who am I to be scared? There is just a scary part. But I want to read this to you. When you're praying, open up your heart. Don't pray like you have been forced. Sarepta Church, let's pray for this church as well. Let's pray for this body. Let's pray for our leaders. Let's pray for country of South Africa. This is the only solution that can help 
that can bring Jesus Christ. Let's pray for, let's pray, I want us, at the end, let's pray for Australia. Of this fire burning. Man, let's pray for Iraq. Let's pray for USA. I'm telling you, there's nothing. If there's a peace in between, it's amazing. God can hear our prayers. I've got nothing to do with a political part, but the solution is Jesus Christ. Revelation, it says this. I'm about to land. As the pastor say, I'm going to crash the plane sometimes. Look, Revelation 3 verse 20. Look, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus Christ does not come like this. Boom! Here you are. I come in your life. I want to take everything. No, he comes and say, knock. Hello, is anybody there? Alan, are you there? How can I help you? Do you want me to come to your heart? Do you want to speak to me? And then Alan, you must say, yes, come in. And then he comes in. Jesus does not come in violence. He comes and knocks. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and we'll share the meal together as friends. We'll share the meal. Listen, there's this part of sharing. It's so amazing to share something with your friends. When you're sharing something with your friends, there's this. This time, allow Jesus Christ to come in so he can be part of the meal. The meal for this time is the meal, not just as eating as well. The meal as well of the things that you are struggling with. If you don't like to eat putu today, he's going to help you to eat putu as well. If you don't like mercy, he's going to be able to help you to like masses as well. If you don't like the walkie-talkie, whatever, he's going to help you to like it as well. To eat with the part. I want to teach you last word of the Zulu today. This is how it's spelled. Muhle Ujesu. M-U-H-L-E. Muhle. Jesus is beautiful. We have seen about it. We spoke to people every single time. I always tell them, Muhle Ujesu in my life. Jesus is beautiful. I want us to stand up. Just want us to take the, the, the moment and be on his presence. As I just want to pray for you. Look at this 2020 year. God, for it's not Zolan that spoke, but it's you, God, speak to my life. Lord, what can I take today? What can I make a use of this year to be able, because we're going to have struggles as well. But Lord, if I want to be on your presence, Lord, if I know, as the Hebrew says, by faith, it's going to be good. Take the moment, take the moment, think about the people that you are thankful for. Think about the people as well that you're looking ahead as you have Jesus in you so you can be able to give it 
this Jesus in you to others. Like a sponge. When you soak the sponge, when it comes out, it's got still have something, but there's water just draining out. Don't be the sponge that soaks water only, but be the sponge that can give as well. Just think about those people. If you've got a diary, or if you've got anything, write them their names down and pray. Father, I just pray this morning. I pray, Lord, that when sometimes our faith are so down, sometimes when we're so discouraged, sometimes when we look at the life and we're thinking, things are just so hectic. Father, I pray that we may dwell with you, Lord. Father, I invite you in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are the God of healer. I thank you, Lord, that you're the one that encourages us to walk with you again. Jesus, remind us again, why did we say yes to you? Remind us that we may be strong in your faith. I pray that we, we, we can actually, as when the time when we accept Jesus, we can like run like an eagles. We can be so excited. Lord, I pray that we can just time and a time go to our corner and just be with you. I pray, Lord, we may read your word. I pray, Lord, that we may hear from you. I pray, Lord, that we may spend time with you, Jesus, in this business of the world. The only thing that can change this world is you, Jesus. It's you, Jesus. Can you pray in even our lives? It's you, Jesus. Father, I pray right now. In Jesus' name. I pray right now. Change love. I pray right now. Lord, the things that we are struggling with, Lord, we invite you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are comforted. Father, I just pray for America. I pray for Iraq. I pray, Lord, that the peace in you will be in these countries around. Father, I pray for a huge transformation. Because the enemy has come to steal and destroy. But you have come to die for us so we can be free. Jesus, I pray for South Africa as well. Lord, in you, in Jesus' name, we are free. Father, allow you to move among us. Allow you to touch us. Allow you so we can worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We are the sons and daughters. Father, it's all about you. It's not about the man, but it's all about you. Father, we want to give you the glory. The glory belongs to you, but the glory does not belong to you, a man, but we want to give it to you. Father, I want to praise you and I want to honor you and I'm humbling myself. And said, if my people humble themselves and turn away from the wicked way. So, Lord, we humble ourselves. We're turning away from the wicked ways because we trust you. We trust you, Jesus. 
Father, I pray a blessing for each everyone here. I pray a blessing as they go home. I we pray, Lord, you, that as they walk into their homes, Lord, we there will be a transformation you. and we trust yes, you, Lord. Jesus. Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for the last thank year. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I you, thank Lord. you, those we have here from you. Thank that you, Jesus. That you may touch them. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.